du lyssnar på en podcast från Expressen. Fler poddar hittar du på expressen.se-podcast och på iTunes. Hallå kära vänner, dags för ännu en podcast med mig Magnus Nyström. Denna gång i sällskap av fotografen Bruce Bennett. Vi bjuder er på en roadtrip skulle man kunna kalla. Vi tar oss igenom hela NHL från ena laget till det andra. Vi pratar minnen, vi pratar arenor, vi pratar legendariska spelare, vi pratar stjärnor nu, vi pratar Stanley Cup-triumfer och tunga nederlag. Det blir en del snack om Jarmil Jäger, Henke Lundqvist, Magnifica Los Angeles Kings, vi pratar om arenorna från förr, vi gillar det som allra bäst och arenorna nu. Vi verkligen rekommenderar att ni... Besöker om ni har möjlighet. Ja, en hel del spännande hockeysnack och det blir ännu en podd på engelska. Men jag vet att ni alla är riktigt vassa på engelska så att det är inget som helst problem. Så jag säger bara welcome to the show med Bruce Bennett. Okay, let's go on our road trip. And um, I'm looking at the list over the standings right now. So we start off that way by going to the number one place in the league right now, Washington, D.C. You made a whole bunch of trips to D.C., right? I love Washington, D.C. Just a five-hour trip from my home on Long Island, New York. Um, Nice arena downtown. They've done a great job renovating that whole uh, area. And um, the fans there really rock that place. It used to be a very quiet crowd, right? I remember when Khaled Johansson played their playoffs, they kind of geared up a little bit. But nowadays, when that whole place goes rock, and they, they have that song they sing in the third period sometimes. Uh, it's from a film clip. It's something about uh, Unleash the Fury. Oh, that's that right. Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's much better than the early days when they were out in the suburbs, out uh-huh. in Landover. Um Because that building had no character at all. Um, So this has been a a big resurgence for the Washington Capitals being in a place like that. How difficult difficult is it to keep track of Alexander Ovechkin on ice? I know some players up against him, they hate to play against him. It's not that easy to shoot, though, because he's going out there fast. Yeah, you you never know where he's going to go. Sometimes uh, when he's... At the other end of the ice, and he'll he'll score, and he'll celebrate. He'll turn towards the other end of the ice, and he'll get lucky. Um, but usually, uh, I, I think more like uh, when I show uh, when I shoot him at Madison Square Garden, the position there is perfect because it's on the right side of the ice for having him shooting the puck. Uh, but usually, he'll turn the other way when he celebrates. But he's. He's always fun to shoot. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun to watch. I mean, a player like him makes the whole trip to that game worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with him and uh, Backstrom, um, actually, uh, you know, in, in all honesty, the Caps team is a lot of fun to shoot. They're going to uh, win the whole thing, you think, this year? No. No, okay. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way, even? No way. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, a better chance than now they've never had, though. I mean, they have a goalie, finally. Braden Holpe was a hell of a goalie. But That's true, yeah. What makes you feel no? Um, well, you know what? With the Rangers uh, stumbling right now, <clears throat> stumbling right now, and Montreal stumbling, 
maybe they have a little bit better shot, but um, I still just don't see them having the uh, having enough talent there to take them too deeply into the playoffs. Interesting. Let's continue from Washington, D.C. to Chicago. Chicago Blackhawks that recently spent uh, a little time with Barack Obama in the White House. You've been to the White House a few times too, by the way. I went uh, with the New York Rangers uh, in 94, and then I went with the um, New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. And the best part of the New Jersey Devils was uh, Martin Brodeur showed up in a suit with sandals. With sandals yes. on? <laughs> and I don't know if that's At a... the White House? Yeah. I didn't know whether that was a French-Canadian thing or not, but um, it was an interesting look anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I, was, I don't think yeah. no Blackhawk had sandals on the other night when they visited Probably Barack not. Obama. I know you love to go to Chicago back in the day. You still do because that place is still rocking, but the old Chicago Stadium. I was unfortunately never there, but tell me about that experience. Yeah. That was pretty I, wild. The, the old building uh, with the national anthem, um, the crowd would be drunk before the opening uh, opening face-off. Um, the fans are close to the ice, even in the new building as well as in the old building. The they new building close. is good, too. Yeah. yeah. New building still has a great atmosphere. Not not like the old one, but it's still a wonderful place to, uh, to shoot and a wonderful place to go see a game. Um, and really, if a fan can go to one city to watch a hockey game, that would probably be the one of the one of the few places I'd recommend is or they'd be at the top of the list. The place to go. You don't give Washington a chance to to win the Stanley Cup. How about Chicago then? You think they can win? Again? I think they have a good shot again. Um, they really haven't made too many changes in rosters from last year. Um, they're just uh, they're strong top to bottom. It's pretty cool also because if they win again, Nicholas Jalmarsson will really make history because then he joined an elite club of Swedish guys that won the cup four times. Stefan Pearson. Uh, Anders Keller, Thomas Holmstrom, Nicholas Lidstrom. Those are the four Swedes with four cups. Nicholas got three, Jalmarsson. Mm. So one more is up in there for a uh, team, so to speak. So he's probably going to make it. Uh, underrated player, right? Uh, very underrated. Mm. Uh, I don't think a lot of people think of him when they think of all-stars. Um, probably got no all-star votes. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, strong player. Strong in his own zone and also can carry the puck. Uh, and he is fun to watch. Yeah. Let's continue to Dallas, Texas. I have to admit, I've never been to Texas, which is a shame. I know. I should go sometime, and I will, but I haven't been there yet. I should like to cover hockey games in Dallas. Uh, well, I tell you, partner, it's uh, quite <laughs> a lot of fun down hat. there. <laughs> Stop by the Hooters, by the building, and then, um, you know, uh, the fans are pretty good there. Um you know, they've got a, a couple of superstars with Jamie Benn and, and uh, Tyler Sagan, and they're playing well together. Fun to shoot those guys, huh? Fun to shoot those guys. I haven't been to Dallas now in two years, but uh, the arena there is, uh, um, it's unfortunately one of those big barns that they have now in most NHL arenas, uh, NHL cities. They've got these huge um, buildings where the fans are so far away from, from the uh, ice surface um, that it's just, uh, there isn't that much atmosphere in the building. Okay. There are a lot of places like that now. Yeah, that's too bad. It kind of takes away the charm of it when you get too far from the ice, and that's why you kind of like the old buildings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about St. Louis? We'll leave Dallas immediately, and I still feel ashamed that I haven't been there. So I'll, I'll, I will talk more about it in a podcast in the mm-hmm. future when I've finally been there. 
Uh, I like John Klingberg. How about John Klingberg? You have to say something about that great defenseman. Of uh, the only thing I can say about him is I think I've seen him once. Ah, okay. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I hear he's good. Yeah. Um, you will see him in the World Cup. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's good. How about St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis, um, <clears throat> that's, an, that's a place I don't think it's, I think it's been three or four years since I was down there. Um, kind of a nondescript building also. Mm-hmm. A I know, big, I've been there, yeah. big space uh, with fans uh, very I, far away from the ice surface. Yeah, but will that team ever go all the way? It seems like they're good, they're good, but they're yeah. never really great. Well, it's the same, uh, them as well as the Washington Capitals is the same thing, or San Jose Sharks. Same thing. Those teams that every year you think it's going to be their year to go the distance, and uh, they can just never turn the corner. No. Um, great management there. Um, great people to work with, um, and some wonderful players. But uh, they just don't seem that they can ever get up for the for the big challenge. And it feels the same still. Like okay, that's a great team. That's a good team, but they're never going to be great. I don't know. Well, we'll see if they surprise us. Florida Panthers are finally good again after some really bad years for a long time. <laughs> But you were there for the craziest of times when the rats were flying all over the place. Yeah, I still uh, I still have a bunch of rats at home that I stuffed in my camera bag when I was being pelted with them. Yeah. Uh, back when uh, Colorado uh, went uh, went against uh, the Florida Panthers and Uwe Krupp scored the final goal. Yeah. Peter Forsberg won his first Stanley Cup. He had a hat trick in one of the finals there, too. Oh, okay. So he was pretty good. You would remember that. Yeah, but the thing with the rat trick, we should tell the people that doesn't know, is that uh, it all started with Scott Mellenby killing a rat in the locker room Mm -hmm. with his hockey stick. And then after that, scoring two goals in that following game. So that was the rat trick. And every time they scored a goal in that playoffs, they threw in those plastic rats. But you had to take cover because you were sitting right by uh, the ice. Yeah, I... There uh, were thousands of rats playing down. I know, like, there was a goal and I got hit in the head with something (laughs) and... I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I was in the front row of the arena and everybody was doing duck and cover. They all had their heads between their knees and had their hands over their heads. And then I realized we were getting hit with all the rats that weren't making it onto the ice. Um, But uh, yeah, so I, I scooped up a bunch and put them in my camera bag to bring them home. Um, and I know the NHL put out the edict, no more rat throwing. Uh, uh, um, it was for one playoff yeah, season. Yeah, they let it go for a bit. Uh, it was okay, though. But how about Yarmi Yager? Of all the great players we've seen over the years, that guy is just keep on playing 44 years yeah. old. It's pretty amazing. It's crazy, actually. Uh, you know, a guy of that age, he still has, he still has uh, the talent and he still has the motivation and the drive to be successful. Um, but the rest of the team around him... I don't know. I, I, they've done a good job this year, um, but uh, it's hard to see that they'd be uh, down there at the end. But they're um, fifth totally in standings. It's only four yeah. teams in the league with more points. Wow, that's great. Doing this on a Friday before um, uh, a few days before this podcast is going to be released, but still, mm. that's pretty amazing. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, you know, I tell you, going back last year and the year before, it was always fun watching the NHL on the fly show that would have the highlights from around the league. And you'd always want to see the Florida Panther games and see all those empty seats. Yeah, it was yeah. just a horrendous, horrendous look. Uh, and now I understand those seats are filling up more and more. Yeah. So it kind of proves if you win, fans will show up. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it if you want to attract fans. Make sure fans make sure to win games. 
New York Rangers. That's your second home almost. Pretty much, yeah. Madison Square Garden. It's a, just a train ride away. And, uh, you know, they've, they've stumbled recently. Um, you know, it, it's all about who peaks at the right time of the year. Um, but they and, still have a chance to win the Cup, though. I, I think they do, but uh, they really have to kind of get it together now because we're getting into the towards the end of the season, and you can't go into the playoffs uh, winning, winning and losing, and not showing up at some, at some games. Um, but look, I think they have the talent. Uh, it's just a matter of whether they're going to be able to pull it together and and actually start winning on a consistent basis. They have a goalie good enough to win, though. Uh, yeah, Auntie Ronta is playing <laughs> fabulously. You won the last game for them, actually. Oh, thank God, because yeah, he yeah. Uh, he started out great, and then uh, he was pretty bad for a short while. Wow. And you just can't keep going back to Lundquist, game in and game wow. out. He's uh, kind of carrying that team a little too much yeah. at times. Uh, you know what? Uh, he's he's no kid anymore, and you can't burn a guy out on all these regular season games. Wow. You just can't do it. You want him to be fresh come playoff time. Okay, we'll leave New York for Los Angeles. That was the final a couple of years back. We were there, both of us, when the Kings won the mm-hmm. Cup. But you were there when the King, really the King of Hockey, played in Los Angeles. Tell us about the Gretzky years. That was pretty exciting in California. Yeah, of a resurgence, or it wasn't a resurgence, it was the surgeons, if that's a word, of hockey in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was the sport of kings then yeah. when you had Gretzky showing up and front row seats for Burt Reynolds and Goldie Hawn and uh, movie actors, TV actors. Um, Lots of celebrities. That was the yeah. place. Yeah. Um, you know, back then, the Fabulous Forum was probably the dingiest, uh, <laughs> dirtiest place I'd ever shot in. <laughs> Um, that old rig, yeah. I, I remember walking in and saying to the team photographer, oh, you know, they got the half lights on. When do they put the rest of the lights on? And he goes, that's all there is. And it was bad. It was uh, it was probably the worst lit arena in, in the NHL. Um, and, you know, the new building, uh, Staples Center, is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's managed really well. It's clean. It's neat. And the stars are still showing up for the games. And now they have a hell of a team again. And they, I mean, they had... The season last year when they missed the playoffs after you know winning the whole thing, where well, they were kind of broken down. But my God, now yeah. they get now they start to get going again. Well, the big pickup for them was Milan Lucic. Mm-hmm. You know, the type of guy who's good to have on a winning team. That's yeah. what you need, yeah. guy like that. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun place to watch hockey to LA and nowadays. Uh, how about Anaheim though? They started up the season horrible, and you know Ryan Getzlaff didn't score a goal in the beginning, and and. And it was it was not going well at all for 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 them. But now we recognize them again. They're coming back up now. Yeah, um, you know it's hard to say uh, with that coach uh, Boudreau. Um, the problem is sometimes coaches burn out the players, or the players get burnt out on certain coaches. And I thought that that was a possibility here, where it's just going to be a case where the players are just shut down. Um, but it seems like he's he's been able to rally the troops. Uh, not only save his own job, but also when you look at their roster and you look at the talent on that roster, those guys should be in the top five in the NHL. Uh, But that's also a team that just hasn't really, through the years, hasn't really been able to cross over to being, um, you know, winners. We have been, the two of us together, at a game there when I have to say I've seen some of the toughest 
acts I've ever seen in a hockey building in, in, in any time. That was, remember that Stanley Cup final when Scott Stevens, you thought he killed Korea, Paul Korea? <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those monstrous hits that Stevens landed, and Korea came back and scored the winning goal. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, it was the uh, New Jersey Devils team photographer, so I was pretty upset about it at that time. Um, but they came back to New Jersey and won. And won the game and, seven there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that hit, uh, I ended up with a great photo of that. Yeah, I remember I, that, yeah. And I think it was, I tell people, it was just kind of lazy. I didn't swing the lens to where the action was going fast enough and uh, saw it out of the corner of my eye, so just hit the shutter. Uh, but yeah, he flattened him so bad that uh, we thought he was dead. Yeah, oh, yeah. he sure did. But, but he came back and scrapped. He's yeah. going to win and go. Tough yeah. guy, Paul and that, Korea. You know, and that building's a nice building. I mm -hmm. mean, that's that place is probably 20 years old now, the Honda Center. Um, it's still in excellent condition. Um, but, uh, um, you know, also, though, a, a large building where the fans are, are too far away from the, from the ice surface. Yeah. Old building, oh my god, remember the old Boston Garden, a wonderful place to watch hockey games. Then they tore that old place down and built a new one on the exact same spot. Uh, how do you like that new rink? I love the old place. Yeah, you know what, I actually like the new rink. Uh, it's got some flavor like the old rink. Um, you know, the, the lower deck is pretty close to the ice, so it still has a little bit of the intimacy of the older building. It's a great um, sports town too, Boston. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah. And you have the nutty fans. Yeah, exactly. The crazy, drunk, <laughs> over-the-top fans. Exactly. Uh, makes it very intimidating for teams to come in there. Yeah. Um, and they do uh, like a flag ceremony uh, when before each game where they pass a flag over the lower deck of fans mm -hmm. and play some wacky music while they're doing it. Uh, it's, um, it's a great atmosphere in there. Were you there for those wild days when, when Olaf Samuelson and Cam Neely were going at each other? They had a little thing going on there for a while in the playoffs. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I remember they did, but I don't... Uh, because I was mostly covering games in, uh, in the New York area. New York yeah. area. Because I remember uh, a few years after that, there was supposed to be some kind of an... Um, charity game in New York, and Olaf Samuelson's wife was going to be in that charity game just for fun. And Cam Neely was also going to be in it. And when she found out, she made sure the two of them were on the same team. Uh, very smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that was a smart move. If I was playing, I, I'd want to be on his team as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, but Boston is a great place when it comes to sports and the, the, uh, the passion with the fans, that's for sure. How about San Jose Sharks? Now we're flying over the continent again and continue our little road trip here. Uh, I was pretty. I was there pretty recently, actually, at the Shark Tank. I love the way they go in through the shark head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Well, again, I love that kind of stuff. I, I love mascots and I love uh, cartoon characters in the arenas, and um, you know, it's all about engaging the fans and getting the fans uh, into the sport and getting the fans up for the game, and that'll help get the players up for the game. So it's a good atmosphere there. Um, fans just. Um, you know, fan-wise, it's not one of the bigger um, bigger draws out there. No. Um, but uh, you know, they still do they still do okay in attendance, and uh, you know, the team uh, for a long time it was the same as some of the others. They just couldn't uh, they just can't get over the hump and take it to the next level. It seems, yeah, that it, they really that type of team for some reason. 
that can't really do it, and it, they don't want to do it this season either. Yeah, I don't think they will either. Um, I'm going to show you now, and this is very spontaneous, I didn't prepare that this at all. There is a team in Sweden, up in Luleå, where you really have real bears in the woods, like really those big brown animals running around there, not that you see them all the time, but they're, they exist up there. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense to go in through this. That's great. Isn't that really cool? That's, yeah. I'd say this is even cooler than the shark. That's Yeah, you need that. Uh, <laughs> it was some game I caught on the TV while I'm here. Um, uh, Birna? Is it B-Y-R-N-A? Uh, no, uh, no. Some Swedish town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, they had fire on the ice. And the guys skated <sighs> out through, uh, through rows of fire. Rows of fire, yeah. What to do with the beer head uh, mm -hmm. up in Luliotude, you got the fire coming out of the nose. Okay. And you got the lights out of the ice. Yeah, that's great. And you got, you know, the bloody teeth and all. Yeah, I think Lulio is the name of the team. That's, yeah. This is where Michael Renberg and Thomas mm -hmm. Holmstrom started their career. Yeah, and I don't, so I, I don't think it's just for the kids. I think the adults like it too. Yeah, it is Because I know cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not just because it's photographically pretty cool, but, uh, you know, anything to... If you can get the fans up doing stuff like that, do it. Do it. Yeah, that's right. So now we included Lulio in a NHL road trip, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, let's go to Brooklyn, and that's a little weird. I have to say, though, I've been to that new great facility in Brooklyn, been there for basketball. Uh, we were there together for a basketball game even, and the atmosphere for basketball is great, I think. Mm -hmm. But for hockey, I don't know. And to me, the Islanders belong on Long Island. And for you, being a Long Islander, yeah, yeah. I mean... Absolutely. I, I mean... I'm a Long Islander, and I used to drive 10 to 15 minutes to get to the game, and now it's a train ride. Um, the arena is brand new. It's beautiful. It's clean glass. It's, you know, beautiful lighting. Uh, but, you know, the scoreboard is off-center. Yeah, which is totally weird. Very odd. Hangs over one blue line. Oh. And the other thing is that the... Um, they didn't put the correct humidification system in the building, like NHL arenas have... So somebody out there will have to do their translation, but 52 degrees is yeah. what they keep the arena at to keep the ice frozen. Ah. And so everybody freezes. Yeah, that's like I'm going to tee 10 Celsius. Okay. Much. Yeah, good. Yeah. That, that is cold. That was pretty good. You just yeah. did that off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah? <laughs> um, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, and, and so not only am I freezing with my feet on the ice, uh, but everybody in the lower bowl of the arena is wearing their... They're all wearing their winter jackets. Yeah. So how much fun is that? Yeah. Um, team looks good, mm. but it's hard to say. Uh, I just I don't think they have the horses for the long haul. No. Uh, they're missing a few parts. Um, you know they're not consistent, um, but you know the arena is the arena is the arena. You know, yeah. it's it's fine. They're trying to build a new fan base. That's that's kind of interesting and difficult at the same time. But, I mean, there was so much talk about that old and uh, NASA Coliseum is such a dump, it's such an old ring, blah, 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 blah. When, but when that place was sold out for, like, playoff games, we talked about it the other day when Toronto came in in the playoff series, the first in, like, 10 years on Long Island, and the place was rocking. It was just a wonderful place yeah. to watch games. Even in more recent years, the most recent times they've gone into the uh, into the playoffs, that place would be insane. Yeah. I mean, maybe the acoustics, how the building was built, and how Talk the Talk about being close to the ice. Also. Yeah, fans are close to the ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, all those Stanley Cup banners and retired jerseys up in the rafters, so you'd be able to look around and re relive the history of the building. 
so it is kind of sad. I mean, it was it was time to go, yeah. but it's still sad. Still sad, yeah. It must have been so much fun. You were there for all those great years with the four cups in a row and a fifth final. And I mean, that team, the Al Arbor coach team with Persson and Johnson and Dennis Patman and Bassi and Trottier. What a team. Yeah. It's, you know, it's difficult as you're going through it. Uh, I don't know if it's a thought, well, this isn't going to end or it's always going to be like this. Um, I don't know. I don't think you really appreciate it till afterwards. No. And you go, those were some great years, yeah, yeah. you know, because then after that, obviously, we started with the bad years. And uh, you look back and you go, well, I should have appreciated it more when this team was on the top of their game. Yeah. Talk about old, charming buildings. How about Joe Louis Arena in Detroit? Lovely place. <laughs> I like it. I can't help liking it. It's a pigsty. It smells, uh, and it's the press box is the worst in the league, but I still love it. Uh, it's a dump. <laughs> it's, it is uh, a dump. Um, a dump with charm. Yeah, yeah it, you know, as an older building, I mean, those fans rock that place. Oh, yeah. And the atmosphere... As long as you don't touch anything in the building, you can come away clean. Um, I mean, the, I think one of the worst jobs, I had to help one of our technicians run uh, network wire from my photo position to the to the network room. And there was stuff underneath the stands. There's probably 15, 20-year-old beer cups and hot dogs. And oh my it, was, it was vile. It yeah. was really disgusting. Um But that that building though, a lot of atmosphere. When they they let the octopus down from the rafters, they've got a big inflated octopus. Um, that place knows how to do it, especially come playoff time. Uh, very few buildings with that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place, and I mean a great organization. The way they have you know been a winning team for such a long time, you know, mm-hmm. with all the Scotty Bauman years and the Cups they won and Babcock coming in and, you know, Jeff Blaisfield, he's the real thing too, I think. So that's that's a great organization. But they've got Zetterberg and Dotsiuk are really over the hill, aren't True, they? yeah. Thank oh, God they got Larkin okay. coming in. Oh, is he awesome. Yeah. What a great kid. Yeah. I mean, Zetterberg and Dotsiuk, they can still play, but yeah, they, they are can. on the older side. Yeah. But, but, I mean, Dylan Larkin. And wow. you know what? Detroit constantly finds new talent. Yeah. That's yeah. what you, I mean, the scouting system... Um, Larkin is a gem. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Okay, let's travel to Pittsburgh. Sidney Crosby. People were, were wondering what the heck's going on with Sidney in the beginning of the season. Now he's showing that he can still play. Uh, and that's a fun place to go to, even though they got a new building. I haven't been to the new building. I was at the old <clears throat> Iglo. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's a passionate group of fans and a great place to go watch hockey too. It is, you know, and it's a clean arena. It's it's uh, It really is a beautiful arena inside and out um and that building also rocks pretty heavily you know mm-hmm. those fans are really passionate there um you know look you can't go wrong with crosby and malkin on the ice uh they have a great supporting cast uh great management there um it it is actually it's really a good place to go catch a hockey game yeah how was it like shooting mario lemieux uh you know He was actually, he was a little bit easier to shoot than Gretzky because he was kind of more plodding. He would like move around kind of more slowly or in um, just a different motion to his stride. Um, you know, his celebrations were great. Um, yeah, he's a good guy, good guy to shoot. Yeah. Crosby is, I mean, an exciting player. I mean, that winning goal in the Olympics final, mm-hmm. that's in your book. 
Yes, yeah, picture from the rafters, yeah. uh, from a remote camera. Uh, yeah, I mean, he plays with a lot of heart and a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, he's great photographically. Uh, he's obviously just, you know, one of the top players in the world. Um, and it's always interesting to me when you get a guy who's on the smaller side yeah. that he could play with such... Uh, But he's strong, yeah. insanely strong. Mm -hmm. The way people, he can knock people down and people yeah. get knocked down just by going yeah. into him, right? He, yeah, he knows how to use his weight. Exactly, yeah. And how to yeah. balance himself. He's got some great balance. Um, great for breaking in past guys. You know, he can find how to get the puck past them and then get himself squeezed past guys to go in on the net. Yeah, he's he's a fun player to shoot. Yeah, and there were some fun times in Pittsburgh too when they had the both the Samuelsons, and now we're not talking maybe the most skilled players, but they were tough enough. And there were even times when the Penguins made sure to have the Samuelson, Shell, and Ulf on the ice against the Legion of Doom coming from Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean those two Samuelson guys, they were mm -hmm. pretty fun to shoot too. I guess at uh, least Ulf. Things Ulf. were happening around Ulf. Ulf especially. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ulf especially. I mean, he was just. Uh, he was a ball of energy you not know? afraid of anything nothing or no, anybody nothing would stop him i mean he's the one who knocked out gretzky's gretzky's wife yeah. i mean you know there was no stopping this guy no. um yeah he's uh he was a lot of fun to shoot and, just, and that smile sometimes that yeah. draw people crazy and he wouldn't he wouldn't back down no 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 they had him uh one of the events i shoot every year is the Gretz wayne gretzky fantasy camp They had him there one year, and then they didn't bring him back because he had fights with a couple of the campers in front of the net. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I remember when he signed with Detroit for a short while. I met Nicholas Lidstrom, and he was just talking to me after. It was just after a couple of weeks. He's like, I'm just totally amazed. I mean, I've seen him in the league. I played against him, but being on his team, realizing that each and every game, he he's trying to really piss people off yeah. he's like chasing people he's looking for trouble yeah. all the time and then a smile on his face yeah yeah <laughs> yeah a guy like that i mean had no fear no yeah none whatsoever okay tampa bay lightning uh we've been there for a stanley cup celebration freddie modine was the swedish guy martin saint louis was great brad richard was great and it was a place that was rocking hard when they won mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, Hulk uh, Hogan was on the ice. Remember that? I remember that very well, and thank goodness the. What the uh, hell was he doing there? Just friends with all the players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, you know that building actually. Uh, it, it's kind of odd because that's also one of these newer buildings. It's just so cavernous, mm -hmm. so huge. Too, uh, too huge. Too huge. Anyway, yeah. But the acoustics, uh, the way the sound filters down to the ice, um, the atmosphere in there is great. It's great for the players. The players who play there obviously feed off it very well. Um, and, you know, Stanley Cup Finals out there was great last year. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of fun to shoot. You know, it's something good about shooting a hockey game and then walking out into the sunshine afterwards. Not bad. Yeah. And Victor Hedman is not bad either. Yeah. I. You know what? I, I guess I saw them. Um, I don't see them that much during the uh. season. We're in the finals. And so I believe you. Yeah. If you say he's good, I'll believe you. Yeah. Together with Anton Strollman, that's a guy that Rangers should have kept. I liked him. I yeah. always liked him. And uh, I was surprised. He was just a steady guy. Yeah. I was surprised the Rangers let him go. Yeah. Okay, let's continue to New Jersey. And you've been there hundreds and hundreds of times and back in the old Meadowlands. And, of course, mm -hmm. the new Rock. Yeah. Yeah. What a team they had for many, many, many years. Yeah. And it's still really, it, it's amazing what they've done now with the talent that they have. 
Um, really, I don't think anyone was counting him in to be as high as they are in the league right now. Uh, but the coach has done a good job on bringing them along and getting the most out of his players. Um, Corey Schneider, obviously, is keeping them all together. Um, and that's a building that um, basically is nondescript. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful on the outside. Worst um, press box in the league, I think. You're yeah, way up it's, there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah just, that and Philadelphia yeah. are two that yeah, are just so yeah. far away. Yeah. Um, you need binoculars to actually see players. Mm-hmm. True. Um, but yeah, there's no... Um, very little feeling in that building. Yeah. Uh, maybe because of the lower crowds, but... Um, I kind of like the old Madeline somehow also. Yeah, you know, and it, it kind of killed me because that that building was still very viable. Yeah. It was still in great shape. Yeah. It was old, but it was in great shape. It had great sight lines. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the economics were they wanted to move it to Newark and build their own place, and they did. Yeah. So... But those teams they had for a while, like with all those great defensemen, I mean, Scott Stevens and Edemeyer and Rafalski and Brodeur and Goal, and they knew how to build a team. And yeah. I mean, Lula Moriello, he knew what he was doing. That's a reason that they make sure to get him to Toronto because he could really build a team, a winning well, team. Well, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, right? he did in Jersey. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've gone in another direction now. And, uh, yeah, look, uh, Shiro's great. Yeah, Ray Shiro yeah. is is a genius in my eyes. So we'll see what he's able to to do there. But what he's done so far has looked pretty good. But maybe the weirdest thing with Jersey though is they have their Stanley Cup parade on a parking lot. Yeah, that was. There's uh, not really a city to yeah, go through. There, there wasn't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you really want to do a parade in the middle of Newark either. <laughs> no, that's when true. that happens. <laughs> but yeah, the parking lot thing was a little odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, Who cares when you have the cup? You can yeah, do whatever. Yeah. That's right. Okay, go to Nashville then. Uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, the home of country music. And uh, that place rocks. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my new favorites. It has been for probably three, four years. Love going there for games, not just for the food and the, and the <laughs> bars afterwards. Um, fans, especially in playoff time. Uh, they're just uh, so much fun. Yeah. Um, everybody's polite down there. Everybody is uh, happy to have you there, regardless of where, whether you're wearing another team's jersey or not. Um, I love it the way that mm-hmm. the, the arena is smack downtown, and then you got that cool uh, street there with all the f- you know fun places to go yeah. to. It's right around the corner yeah. from the rink. Yeah, it's a real small town feel. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, but, you know, pro sports right there in the middle of town. And mm. uh, uh, team management there is fabulous. And, and uh, they did a great job on the All-Star game. And hopefully that'll uh, heighten everybody's awareness of what a great city that is to uh, to go catch a game in. But how about going for in the playoffs, though? They got a Shea Weber. They have a Philip Forsberg. They scored his 20th goal the other night. But, ah. Uh... Yeah. Not really a team to win. No. At least not yet. No, they've got a lot of talent, but uh, it's maybe not enough at this point. No. Um, a little more patience. Yeah. yeah. Playoff team for sure, but mm, maybe. Uh, not for sure either. It's going to be tough. Uh, we'll see what happens. How about Colorado then? Uh, it's been a few tough years for Colorado. We have to say a few words about the coach who we remember as a player. Patrick Roy. Ah, what, what a, a fun character. guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a, what a great guy. Who would you say is the best goalie of all time? Is it Roy? Is it Brodeur? Who would you pick? 
Boy, I'm, I'm I'm partial to Brodeur since he wrote the forward in my book. Yeah, yeah, I so got to say, I gotta Brodeur. say Brodeur. <laughs> yeah. but, if, but it's really close with him too. Yeah, uh, uh, Rois when he was at the top of his game. Uh, I mean, I, I you know I'm visualizing all the saves that I've seen Brodeur make uh, through the years. Uh, some unbelievable saves. Rois, I mean, I shoot him in the playoffs each year, and a few yeah. games in Montreal, and then a few games in Colorado during the seasons. Um, I didn't see as much of him as I saw Brodeur, um, but game in and game out, both those guys are just stellar goaltenders. Yeah, and I mean, I had this discussion the other podcast a little while back. To me, it's, I mean, should I pick the two best goalies of all time? I don't pick Hasek, I don't pick Tretiak, the famous Russian, I'll pick Rohan Brodeur. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, especially for being the big time goalies, winning all, I mean, they won a lot. Yeah. And they yeah. were really playing their best game when it all mattered. Yeah. And also those guys, you know, when they didn't have a great team in front of them, they were still making their saves. Yeah. You know? Um, as and then we have to talk yeah. about number 21. He's up there in the rafters now. 21-ish. Peter oh. Forsberg. Yeah. Your yeah. favorite Swede of all time. That's, yeah. Yeah, he is, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, great player. Always fun to watch him on the ice. Um, as I described him uh, once before, you know, power on ice. Was, you couldn't knock him off his skates. Um, when he'd come down the ice and you'd see him coming, you, you know, he was just great Things to the puck. Happen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So miss those days of, of guys like that playing out there. But do you have a feeling that this is a team about to be great again? I mean, they got some young guys, but... They, you know, it's weird. They do have some great young guys, but uh, I think they're missing a bunch of guys in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah. They're... Uh, you know, they're Some middle of the league now, team, yeah. and I, I think they got a ways to go. Yeah. Uh, it's also possible that Roa, with his fierce his, temper, with his fear, very good, <laughs> with his fierce temper, you know, may eventually turn off players. Yeah. Uh, you know, and once they turn, then you don't get them back. Then you got trouble, yeah. 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 Uh, he's not the coach who's going to stick around with the same team for like 10 years. There's yeah, no, there's I don't no think way. so. No, no. Oh, well. Let's continue to Minnesota. The land of the state of Thousand Lakes, is that what it's called? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And that's yeah. where many Swedes went back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. And they love their hockey there, and that place is rocking, too. But the team is not really as no. good as you kind of expected. They've got some, you know, they have some decent players with, uh, obviously, Suter and Parisi with their two biggest deals um, that they did at the, the same year. And they have a good supporting cast. They've always been a solid team but also a team that hasn't been able to take it to the next level. Um, the arena is basically <coughs> basically nondescript. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's not too much feeling there. Uh, uh, fans are pretty uh, fans are pretty good there, actually. But it's something about the building that just leaves you cold. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That's not on top of the list. If you we should recommend places to go and watch games. How about Carolina? That's one of few teams. There's actually only three teams in NHL I haven't seen in their home rink. You've seen them all uh, mm-hmm. many times also. But I've never been to Carolina for a game. Uh, you don't want to go. It's really, really cold <laughs> yeah. in that building. Yeah. It's, when you sit there, it's like a wind tunnel. Oh, wow. It's vicious. Um, but, but the team is not that fun to watch either right no, now. No. You know what? I... I try to avoid shooting games with Carolina just because there's something about them that just leaves me cold. Yeah. There's something that just doesn't... I don't know. There's no passion. There's no fury. No. Um, 
It doesn't seem like uh, a team that's... It just seems like a team that's always going to be just playing the game. Uh, they had that one great season, though, yeah. when they won the Cup. But mm-hmm. Rob Brindamore was playing the game yeah. of his life. Mm-hmm. Those were some exciting days, but it's a few years ago yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a few years back. Uh, Brindamore, Glenn Wesley. Yeah, a lot um, of It was yeah. a good years, but... Um, and I still love uh, the goaltender, Cam Ward. Yeah. I yeah. still think he's an unbelievable goaltender. Yeah. But... Okay, let's lead Carolina to a place that I really love to go always to watch hockey and watch sports in general. And I love the old spectrum, talking about being close to the ice. The best press box in the league they used to have. Yeah. Now it's a new rink, and um, it's still a great group mm-hmm. of fans, though. Yeah. They're crazy, but they're fun. Yeah. And the, the strange thing is also, that's also one of these new cavernous buildings. Mm-hmm. It's so huge, but there's still atmosphere. Yeah. Thanks to the passionate fans. Yeah. Yeah, fans, uh, fans down there over the last two, three years, uh, they're spending a lot of time turning on their players. Oh yeah, and not being you know the solid diehard mm. fans. You know, bad power play, they boo them. Um, not as supportive as I thought Flyer fans would be. Yeah, and used to be back in the and day, they were really against their yeah. t- uh, behind their team. Yeah. Um, but that spectrum wasn't that a lovely place that to was games? yeah that was uh, as scary as it was for the players it was scarier for the media yeah um, yeah uh, you know it was right across the parking lot from where uh, where the stadium is now uh, just an old an old building like they say they don't build it that build them like that anymore mm. but that was atmosphere yeah and you know that that was a building you'd walk in and you just kind of breathe it in and go, yeah, they won the Stanley Cup in here. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was, Spectrum was a special place. Yeah. But you were there for a few games when they were the wildest bunch that we might have ever seen in the game of hockey, yeah. the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah. How was it like during those games? It must have been scary for real sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I remember about the, the NHL had passed a rule at some point about making sure the glass was like six foot high to keep the fans back from the players. Um, and in Philadelphia, the owner, Ed Snyder, wouldn't do it. And the reason he wouldn't do it is part of the appeal or part of the mystique is that our fans are going to lean over the boards and scream at the scream players the and treat them like crap. Um, but... Um, you know, it's a little bit calmer yeah. now. You know, it's not really a, the sport isn't about goons anymore. Uh, um, so it's hard. Uh, you know, it's hard because they're not winning. Uh, you know, they just no matter who they sign, whoever yeah. they spend money to, they still can't uh, produce that winning formula. Uh, but it's rare, though. I mean, there's not that many times. Even though I've been to a lot of games in the NHL, there's not that many times I've seen goalies going all across the ice fighting. That have happened to me twice in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, Ron Hextel, who thought he was really going to have an upper hand on Felix Potvin. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Potvin was like the nice guy in Toronto, and he beat the crap out of Hextel. That was that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a lot yeah. of fun. Such a surprise. Was, like, yeah. 
You thought it was going to be the other way around, yeah. but no way. Popman was tough. You always like to see the bully exactly. learn his lesson. Exactly. And that uh, happened at that yeah. instance, for sure. And then more recently, you had Ray Emery. Exactly. Uh, just against Holtby. Against Holtby. I was in that game, too. Yeah. yeah. But that was more of a, you know, Holtby got his ass kicked out. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, Ray Emery was, you know, a boxer yeah, of some yeah. sort. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's Philadelphia, in a sense. And, I mean, Hextall, and, and, I mean, he was a wild guy. Really nice person. Yeah, it's I love fun. him. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's a great guy. And I remember I did an interview with him once about, you know, old-time hockey, old-school hockey. We were talking about, you know, a tough thing that happened on the ice. And in the end of the interview, I'm like, well, then you had that thing with, you know, Kent Nilsson. He's like, I was just waiting for you to ask me that question. <laughs> yeah, he whacked Kent Nilsson yeah. pretty good in a playoff game. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's working for the Flyers now, Hextel, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what position, but I see him around all the time. Yeah, yeah. And a hell of a goalie, too. Talk hell about a goalie. winner who loved to be oh, out yeah, there yeah. in the toughest games. You know, you need a guy like that who's passionate, yeah. you know? Yeah, fun guy. Okay, let's continue to Arizona. Arizona, well, they still have a team. They still have a team, even uh, though they only have like 10,000 fans a game. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Well, maybe they'll end up moving to Las Vegas. We'll see. That'd be pretty um, cool. Yeah. So, wouldn't that be something to have a team in Las Vegas? Do you uh, think that's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. I think it's asking for trouble. Yeah. But yeah. what do I know? Yeah. You know? Maybe if you fly the team in and fly out after yeah. after games, yeah. you're safer. No flying in the game before staying at a hotel or stuff like that. Yeah. You're asking for trouble. I know. I know. Maybe you have a team meal or yeah. something like that. Exactly. Uh, look but at, I mean, at the same time, yeah. you know... At, for the economy, I mean, there is no professional team in Las Vegas right. to be the first professional mm-hmm. league in town. Well, NBA is looking there now as yeah, well, are, yeah. so I guess it's a race to see who who shows up there first. Uh, and I don't know. There's so much. Um, I mean, it's a it's a population center, so you'd like to think in a place like that where there's high population, the local people will go to the hockey games, mm-hmm. and the visitors will go to the casinos and the shows um i don't know when i see so many other distractions from a sporting event where people can go to other things take away fans yeah Yeah. i don't see high attendance but what do i know and what about arizona though i mean it used to be called the phoenix coyotes and and Mm -hmm. i mean they are passionate the fans they're there but it's just not enough of them yeah yeah that's how it feels it's still, it's not a bad place to, to uh, see a game. Fans seem to agree, be more yeah. laid back. Yeah, um, I agree. And it's a beautiful place to yeah, visit. That, it's a nice place yeah, to be. Yeah, it's a great arena. Really yeah. nice, clean. And the pretty. players who live there and play there love to be oh, there. Oh, I don't blame them. Oh. Well, most of them are playing golf during the days <laughs> exactly, and then playing yeah. uh, hockey at night. Yeah. Um, Don Maloney uh, has done a great job yeah. through all these years. You know, when the NHL owned the team and when the other guys owned wow. the team. And, I mean, he's just uh, done a great job moving the roster around and keeping the team competitive. Yeah. Uh, it's a team I'd, lo- I'd love to see go to uh, the next level, but yeah. I still think they're probably a few players short. Yeah, probably. Okay, let's continue to Canadian capital of Ottawa. They made it to one Stanley Cup final. They lost against Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're not going to go this season, not for the coming years, but... I don't know. What's your yeah. take on Ottawa? Yeah, they get a lot of a lot of problems, roster problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're in the what bottom six of the league, bottom seven of the league. Yeah, they're they very close point wise yeah. now. So they got a few group of teams after them right now, and they yeah. got a, Eric Carlson is pretty spectacular, but mm, yeah, I mean it's going to be a big thing if they even make the playoffs. Right, right, and you know Dion Phaneuf, 
Hard mm-hmm. to say whether that's going to make any huge uh, difference uh, with that team. Um, it's also, I mean, they're a team that I don't see that often, so I'm not that familiar with their uh, with their roster. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's a team that's always been kind of on the cusp, you know, yeah. after that Stanley Cup year. And then they have floundered since yeah, then. Yeah. And you just go, when are they going to be decent again? Yeah. Um, it's kind of nice to go there, though, especially I like if you if you go there in wintertime, to watch a game, make sure to bring your own skates where they have that canal. Oh, yeah. Ice on the canal going through the whole yeah. city pretty much. Yeah. So it's a pretty yeah. neat place to go. Always nice to watch hockey in Canada, of course. Uh, how about Daniel Alfredson? One of the big, biggest Swedish stars of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, must have been fun to shoot too. Yeah. Thanks for happening around Daniel. Yeah, always kind of interesting when a... Uh... When a team makes a uh, their captain a uh, you know a captain becomes a, a Swedish player or a Swedish player becomes a captain, um, you know I I think you know in my mind anyway there's a lot of uh, amongst the teams there's a lot of pro Canada sentiment um, or pro Canadian player sentiment, um, so it's kind of interesting when you when they kind of step out of the box and they go for a European player. Um, and say this guy's our leader, because the knock for many years in the NHL was that you know these players care about their the World Championship, mm-hmm. Stanley Cup, not so much. Yeah. Um, but you know the guy was a true leader. Yeah, and, really a, and a gentleman. Yeah. Oh yeah, and very serious about the whole you know mm-hmm. everything around it. Yeah, I think he's a future GM someday, yeah. and he's still in Ottawa. He lives there, and mm-hmm. he's working for the team and so forth. So yeah, let's continue to Canada. At the moment, I'm going to point that out. At the moment, none. Of the Canadian teams are in the playoffs. No, it's, yeah, I saw that the other day. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, and to me, the best place ever to watch a game, unfortunately, you can't do it anymore, the Montreal Forum, even though the new place is great too, but what a fabulous place to go to. If you've never been to Montreal, you have to go at some point. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the old building, of course, was one of a kind, uh, but the new building has still got yeah. uh, so much class and so much feeling. Um, that it's definitely a great place to see a game, even as the team looks pretty bad right but now. What happened? I mean, I have no idea what uh, you know. <laughs> it was so weird because they were the best team yeah. in the league. Yeah. And then Corey Price, Carey Price went down, and everything went to hell. It's you know the other goalies, you know. Um, yeah, he's been okay yeah. too. Conlon, just, yeah, 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 yeah. He's looked great. Uh, the other guy they brought in looked decent. Um, I don't get it. No, it's really I don't weird. think anybody can get it, but no. it was around the same time that uh, Mark Vergevin signed his five-year uh, extension. <laughs> yeah. That always shows you, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah. Ah, strange. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would assume they've got to turn it around at some point. They yeah. just can't wait too late before they start turning it around. You know, when you have P.K. Subban. Yeah, what I mean, a player that is. That guy doesn't want to be a loser. No, absolutely know? not. But what a place to be. My f- first time I experienced the Stanley Cup final for real, live, it was in Montreal when they played Calgary. Mm-hmm. Hawk and Lube and the Flames won. And you took a beautiful photo of Landon McDonald. Oh, yeah. Holding <laughs> the cup, closing his eyes. Yeah. But what I, one of the things that I remember mostly from that final uh, was when the game was over and pretty much all the fans were still in the building, even mm-hmm. though the game was in Montreal. Yeah. And they were not cheering, but they were at least clapping their hands for yeah. the Flames. Yeah. Just honoring the winners. I mean, it's all class in Montreal. Yeah, polite, very polite. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of those Canadian buildings are quiet. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's you know, surprisingly quiet. Yeah, Canadian politeness or whatever. Yeah. But no, all of them, from Edmonton 
Calgary's a little noisier. Yeah. Vancouver's a little noisier. But uh, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, very laid back. Yeah. I think it's that they're so focused at the game. So it's like yeah. it's like a theater audience sometimes. They enjoy the art in mm-hmm. front of their yeah. eyes. I yeah. don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. Right, let's continue to Vancouver. You were there for um, the final when they lost the game seven at home. And the Sedins, unfortunately, had to lose. And you had almost to run for your life afterwards. With yeah. All. I never shot a riot before. No, that was so your that first was... time shooting a riot. Yeah. People went crazy in the streets. I know, it was awesome. How about the polite Canadians? What the heck happened I've... there? Oh, oh the... yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, when you were talking before about Montreal and the Stanley Cup there, I know it, after one Stanley Cup, I had to be escorted uh, by riot cops back to the bus wow. to take us to the hotel. So uh, there's rioting in all those Canadian cities. Yeah. yeah after victories. Yeah, after victories. Yeah. 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 After, I mean, losses and victories. And it's like a thing that's, yeah, they do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But Vancouver is uh, a special Great. place too. Yeah. Besides, the prettiest city in North America. So you've mm-hmm. got to go just for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the fans are wacky. You know, they wear outfits. They get dressed up. They they have a good time with it. Um you know, a little noisier than a lot of the Canadian cities, so that engages the players. They get more into the game, and the team out there, obviously, with the two Sedins and uh, you know, supporting cast of players, they're they are a lot of fun to watch. Wow, well, the Sedins are pretty impressive. Yeah, they are. And they just keep on going. I know they're not kids anymore, but they're still playing on a really high level. Yeah, just felt bad for them. I really felt bad for them during the Olympics. They have an Olympic in their hometown and they come in there as Olympic champions mm-hmm. and they don't get the ice time they deserve and Sweden got knocked out in the quarterfinals. That wasn't funny. Oh well, let's go to Winnipeg. One you, of the coldest places I've ever been to. But you go to Winnipeg. <laughs> Sweden is cold enough for me. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Oh, they uh, love the hockey in Winnipeg. They do. And you know what? It's an older building. It's got character. The fans are wild there. Yeah. The fans have a good time with the sport. Um, you know, the team comes and goes. I was shocked that they uh, signed uh, Dustin Bufuglian, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bufflin. Uh, they signed him yeah, again, yeah. and which is great for them because we all thought he was going to go somewhere else. So, um, you know, they've made a commitment. They yeah. put their money on the money on the table. That's good. And uh, the fans deserve it. And it's yeah. not so much to do in Winnipeg. And so no. so they deserve to have a Yeah. I was actually there way back in time before that original Winnipeg Jets team left for Arizona. Mm-hmm. And when Thomas Steen played there and Dale Havershack and Freddie Olsson was a young kid pretty much recently came in from from Sweden. And what I remember most about that old rink was that big huge portrait of Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was just very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> hey, old fashioned. You know, I would still see those kind of things in uh, the junior rinks yeah. when I was traveling around Canada, you'd see portraits like that on the walls. Um yeah, that old building was pretty uh pretty wacky. Yeah. But, you know, this new one it is and it's not new. It's not so new anymore, yeah, no. It's no. still uh you know, it's um what is it? This smallest arena in the yeah, NHL, I think. It I is. think. Yeah, yeah, or maybe yeah. Brooklyn is smaller hockey wise. Yeah. Um, it, it's not it's it's on a smaller side for sure, yeah. 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 But they sell it out every game yeah. and um people are committed to the team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, let's go to Calgary. Mm-hmm. We've also been there the two of us for uh Stanley Cup games, Stanley Cup final games. 
That was a wild series against Tampa, and that was some wild traveling for us covering that final. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> Calgary, Florida, uh, my God. Whenever you have that, you know, cross-Canada-U.S. border, which is a nightmare, yeah. and cross-continent like that, I think we had three years in a row that included uh, Anaheim, Ottawa, Tampa, Tampa, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but it was just three years in a row that it was all uh, cross-Canadian uh, border. Oh, Edmonton, somebody. Yeah. Edmonton against Carolina. Yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah. It was just a nightmare. Because yeah. um, with all the photo equipment, you throw in oh, customs yeah. and immigration, and it's a nightmare. But Calgary is really yeah. a hockey-passionate city. It is, fun yeah. Fun place. Fans are into it. Um, you know, the team is fun to watch. They do a great uh, fan presentation during the game. Um, they engage the fans, you know, whether it's music or the mascot, uh, special lighting effects, um, and that building, you know, the Saddle Dome, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got character. It really does. Yeah. yeah. And it still is a fact, which is kind of weird, though, with all the great Swedish players that play in the league, there is still only one Swede that have scored 50 goals. And that's Hakan Loop. Hakan Loop. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. He yeah. was good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah, I rank him as five all-time in Swedish players with Lidstrom, Salming, Sandin and Forsberg, and then Hakaluba on the fifth, in my way, in and, my opinion. And where does Mats Halin fit in? Ah, uh, he'll be there somewhere up up top, but not okay. really that close. Yeah. Who would you say is number one? If you, I mean, that's a big. I mean, that's uh, something people talk quite a lot about here. You got Boris Salming who kind of showed the way. Mm. You got Lidstrom with his long career. You got Forsberg, Sandin. If you say one, the best of all time of the Swedish guys. I mean, I'd, I'd have to pick Lidstrom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that Yeah, one. his whole, we call it his body of work. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Just what a career. steady. Yeah. Okay, let's leave Calgary for Buffalo. That's a passionate group of yeah. fans too. Yeah, those fans are a little nutty. Um, but it's not the most charming city in North America. No, I mean, that's the kind of thing you go to the game and then you... Go get go wings, buffalo wings. And you know what? That. I had some of my worst buffalo wings in Buffalo. <laughs> and that made me so disappointed. <laughs> they were supposed to be the best ever. And they were so bad. I thought it was a joke first. It wasn't, uh, well, you didn't go to the Anchor Bar. Where no, they I, I heard about that afterwards. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I totally messed that yeah. up. My God. Yeah. But it was fun to go there when Hashik was there, though. Yeah. Because he was fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I go back to the Tom Barrasso days, but yeah. that was the older building. Yeah, um, I never went to that older building. Yeah. I've only been to the new one. The odd. The odd, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the new building, beautiful, new, yeah. uh, but also, you know, fans. Yeah, also one of those. Yeah, big just ones. big cavern. Yeah. yeah. Um, fans are pretty boisterous there. Um, team mm-hmm. is just not going to make it. I mean, Jack Eichel has gotten everybody enthusiastic again. Um, it's going to take a while, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that that's team. it. They. Yeah. Kind of, um, they should just kind of rebuild around Eichel. Yeah. And, uh, and then in a few years, maybe. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Okay, let's go to Columbus. Columbus. Well, you got to love the cannon. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Um, that's pretty cool when they score goals and they Shoot scare the, the heck out of you with a cannon <laughs> yeah, going off in the building. I was quite surprised, too, when I was there. Like, ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the rink is nothing other than that. It's yeah, the outside is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Uh, the it's kind of a is, nice city, too. Yeah. It's small. Uh, it's small, yeah. yeah. It's a small city. Um, inside, you're right, though. There's, no, there's not much feeling inside no. that building. No. Um, fans tend to be on the quieter side. Mm-hmm, true, yeah. Um, but they're still waiting for, for some really 
good times also. I mean, all those years missing the playoffs and high hopes coming into mm-hmm. this season all just went to hell. Yeah. And they got Tortorella coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see it. No. So maybe somebody knows something I don't know, but yeah. uh, he's the kind of guy that players shut down on. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Especially these days, too. I mean, it's 2016. That type of leadership, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, we got two more teams, and that's two classic teams, in my opinion, uh, starting with Edmonton Oilers. I am so extremely happy that I had the fortune to see that team when they had their best. Yeah. And you were there for all the Stanley mm-hmm. Cups. Yeah. I mean, describe those years following Gretzky and Messi and all those guys. I mean, all the all-stars. What a show. I know uh, I had a picture of picture of uh, their whole all-star group from one uh, one year, and it was eight or nine guys. <laughs> I mean, it was just ridiculous. That's half the team. And, yeah, it was insane. It was insane, and, and they deserved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you look back at those days, and really, I mean, I'm shocked this team hasn't just climbed up the standings. Uh, they've changed management. Yeah, they've changed I know, coaches. I know. And you look at the <laughs> all talent, those high draft picks too. All yeah. those, uh, all the high draft picks, and then they still traded uh, David Perron last mm-hmm. year, and I thought he was a superstar to, in the making. Uh, got back Clink ha- Hammer, and then mm-hmm. traded him. Um, they've got a lot of talent there, and I. I don't know if it's coaching. Or I don't know what. Well, I really don't know what they're missing. But right now we're on the second coach that still can't uh, put together a winner. We yeah. have some young kids who are supremely, supremely talented. Yeah. Um, and that old building is going away. Yeah. Northlands yeah. is yeah. is disappearing. You know, and it's it's like Nassau Coliseum disappearing. Yeah. You know that old yeah, style arena. Um, but even even that place, I remember being at a Stanley Cup final. Stand waiting for Gretzky to raise the cup, and all the photographers are in the in the Zamboni corner. And I looked to the upper deck, and I said to the photographer next to me, "I said, look up there. It looks like an oil painting. I mean, it was you know a little haze in the building, and everybody up there wasn't nobody was moving. There wasn't rocking and rolling. It was just, hey, we're going to win the Stanley Cup. What do you do? <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, Obviously, I mean, it's Canada, so the fans are passionate, uh, but they're not as vocal as they are in a lot of places. No, that's true. That's true. But how about Gretzky? I mean, you've been following all around for, for all those years in Edmonton and then in New York in the end. Uh, I mean, you were shooting a lot uh, in the locker room after his last game, and now you're doing the fantasy week with him. Describe your relation with Gretzky. Uh, it goes so far back. Uh, I photographed him, you know, his last game in the WHA, and then uh, I do his fantasy camp every year, uh, for I guess probably about 10 years now. That's uh, anybody who can actually participate in that, like for fun, you pay a lot of money yep. to Any- be involved in it, like a training camp, and <laughs> yeah. then you play with him, and if you other all former yeah. stars. Anybody who has 15 grand. <laughs> yeah, 15,000 15, US dollars. <laughs> um, can play hockey with Gretzky. Gretzky, yeah. and uh, he brings in a whole bunch of other uh, NHL players. Um, it varies from year to year, uh, but he brings in a whole bunch of NHL players. And they're showing a beautiful, fun week yeah. uh, in Las Vegas. Um, and he is a very friendly and down-to-earth person when you get to know him, right? Yeah, and, and that's just it. I mean, I think that's... I mean, people are in such awe of him. Mm-hmm. But the thing to be in awe of is he's just a typical guy. Mm-hmm. Just wants to hang out with the guys and he wants to talk about hockey and, you know, what's a, you know, get dressed in the locker room with the boys and talk about stuff. I mean... 
He's he's just a normal guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but he's uh, and he's really on a look. He kind of, I mean, you you could feel. I remember covering him, especially his last season in in New York. He really knew what was going on all the time. Not only on the ice in the locker yeah. room. I mean, he knew who I was. Yep. I was the Swedish writer who was in town. Yeah. He knew that. And that's it's funny uh, because they used to say on the rink, his office was behind the net. Yeah, and he yeah. could see everything. Yeah. But he's the same way at yeah, events. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like he'll know who he already signed autographs for. Yeah, yeah. And he'll know everybody who's in the room. I mean, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's creepy. Yeah, it is creepy <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah. It is creepy. But also at the same time, I remember one time I was at a training camp. Well, that was his last training camp. We knew. Nobody knew that at the time. And they did some kind of a, a press conference type of thing with him the day, without telling me, which was yeah. weird. I mean, it's Gretzky, and yeah. you know, I'm there. Uh, but, I mean, he's from Sweden. He's doing the Swedish plays. Well, you know, yeah. this is Wayne Gretzky. So I missed it. And then I wanted to talk about him, talk with him a little bit the day after. And he was like, I did a press conference. And I'm like, I'm sorry, nobody told me. And he was a little annoyed by that. But he still came over to yeah. me. He took his time. He talked to me like a real gentleman. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard to... Imagine a guy who has that much demand on his time, yeah. but he's somebody who has that much demand on his time. So it's constantly trying to juggle what he has time to do and what he can't do. Um, but he finds time to you know sign a lot of stuff for people. And, yeah. um, at the fantasy camp, he has a great time. You know, not only on the ice, but hanging out with the guys uh, aside from the ice. He was a coach for a while. Unfortunately for him, it wasn't the best of teams. It was in yeah. Phoenix. And then it was this whole thing about ownership. And he was kind of forced to quit coaching uh, because of all that was going on, the legal stuff back and forth. Do you think it's going to come back to coaching? I don't think so. I I, I, I had a couple of pictures of him in Phoenix yeah. that I shot you have him a, coaching. great ones when he's screaming yeah. at the referee, right? And <laughs> He was talking to some of the campers about coaching, how much he loved coaching, but he realized, you know, you can't impart what he did to no, them no, because no, they had different impossible. skill levels. Yeah, yeah. And I chimed in, yeah, I didn't think it was healthy for him either, and I have photos to prove it. I mean, <laughs> he was so stressed Did out. you say that to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what he, did he say? I, he, I don't know. I, I think he, he just moved laugh. on, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, but it, I don't think it was healthy for him. No. I mean, he just... I think his frustration level and the stress of it, I, I think he'd love to do it, yeah. but I think he realizes it just, it's just wouldn't work. Yeah, but the thing is also, I mean, I, I mean that, that's a, a common truth, I'd say, that former players that were really playing on the top level have a hard time being coaches because they have these high demands on, on players to do stuff that it was so easy for them to do. Yeah. So it's tough. I mean, if you were a top player in the Swedish Elite League, it's tough to be a coach. Wayne Gretzky is the best ever. Yeah, yeah. So what he did easily, I mean, most guys can't do. Right. Not even in the NHL. Yeah. So his frustration level is going to be high pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, well we're going to finish this off with going to Toronto. And that was a great ring, the old one. Especially, I love the bench. The last guy out on the bench was right beside, no glass in between, the first guy in the in the stands. Very bizarre. <laughs> really bizarre. Yeah, I mean, you could get a fan sitting there wearing the other Pat team's jersey. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, it was a it was a great building. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, but that's also you know it's a building whose time had come. Yeah. Uh, Air Canada Centre is is beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's a it's a clean new facility. <laughs> uh, concourses are huge. I mean, it's it's a really nice facility. 
team has a lot of issues. Oh, yeah. Um, but are they on their way to doing something good now with Babcock and Shanahan and Lamoriello? Or... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to take time. Well, that's, you know, you I mean, Babcock's got five years or uh, whatever. Or Lamarillo, I'm sure he's got plenty of time. Um, you know, I, I'm not a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, but I know I see the news, I read the newspapers in Toronto and I see everybody's uh, just, when is it going to turn around? When are we going to see something at the end of the tunnel that's going to tell us that, you know, there's something better coming down the road? Uh, and you look at their roster and you go, hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see much there. I know, I know. You know, I thought Lamarillo would have pulled some more rabbits out of the hat at this point. But, you know, a new guy comes in, you really want to scope it out for a while and before you start moving guys, mm-hmm. you know. It's going to be interesting to follow, though, because that will be really exciting to see them go far in the playoffs. Always great. I mean, playoff they, games in Toronto. Ah, lovely. Fans will be crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a good building. It's a good building. Yeah. Uh, to, to catch a game in, yeah. uh, but just wish the team was a little bit better. Yeah, they haven't won a cup since 1967. Wow, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah, so let's hope they do it and in they our keep, lifetime. <laughs> and they keep spending money. Yeah, you know, yeah. as a team, you know, it's, it's a rich market, and they spend the money, but they still haven't been able to buy a buy a cup. No, true. Okay, that was our road trip. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I hope uh, they enjoy listening to it. Yeah, is there any way I can uh, get frequent flyer mileage on that trip? Uh, we'll see. We'll see okay. what we can arrange. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, though, you said no cup for Washington. Got some chances for Chicago. Let's finish this up with your prediction for the winner of the Stanley Cup this season. I'd have to go with Chicago again. Oh, you say Chicago? Yeah. So the fourth cup for John Morrison. Why not? Why not? Okay. Yeah. That would make you happy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. Du har lyssnat på en podcast från Expressen. Ansvarig utgivare är Thomas Mattsson. Fler poddar hittar du på expressen.se-podcast och på iTunes.